Welcome to Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry are four longtime friends with more than 70 published books between them. Together, they host Friends and Fiction with author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. All right, let's get going. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday night, and it's time for Friends in Fiction, so let's get started. I'm Meg Walker. I'm Mary Kay Andrews. I'm Kristen Harmel. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. And I'm, last but not least, Patty <laughs> Callahan Henry. <laughs> and this is Friends in Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and librarians. Welcome to the Friends in Fiction Thanksgiving special. We've really got a doozy of an episode in store for you tonight. <laughs> and each of the Fab Four has invited their own mystery guests to join us for tonight's festivities. We will bring these four special guests on one by one. Our behind the scenes AV dude, Alan, and I are the only <laughs> ones who know the identities of all four of tonight's guests. It will be a surprise not only to you, our viewers and our listeners, but to our fabulous hosts as well. But first, just a quick reminder to check out all the fun things going on in our Friends in Fiction community at friendsinfiction.com. There you'll find links to our podcast, to our weekly email newsletter sign up, to the Friends in, Fischl, Friends in Fiction <laughs> official book club with Brenda and Lisa, and to our bookshop.org page where our books and books from all of our guests are available at a discount. Now, speaking of the Friends in Fiction writers, wait a minute, we haven't spoken about the Writer's Block podcast. Okay. So there is a Writer's Block podcast, which you guys all know about. So it just feels like we've spoken about it because we speak about it so often. Um, a new episode, a new episode of that drops each Friday. On last Friday's episode, Ron and Christy talked to number one New York Times bestselling author Allie Hazelwood about her YA debut, Check and Mate. And coming this Friday, you'll hear, you will hear the episode where Meg and Ron talk with Isaac Fitzgerald about this, about his memoir in essays, Dirtbag Massachusetts, just out in paperback. Such Did you give one. that to me? Because I'm the dirtbag from Massachusetts. Yes. Is, is that why you? Okay, just no. on, just just check in. Ron All right, and you I, can. Ron and I both have a brand new literary crush in Isaac. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to that one. So that'll be out dropping this Friday. You can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you find the links and the details at friendsandfiction.com. And over on the book club's Facebook page, the group is reading their final book of the year. Can you even believe no. that? This Christmas uh, Presents by Lisa Unger. You can join. I, I, someone told me that they were reading that at my signing last week. They said it was so oh, good. Wow. You can join them for that live online author discussion at 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday, December 18th. That is a lot going on. Yes. But I'm mostly excited to see, I have in my mind what everybody's, who everybody's guest is. And I want to see if I'm right or wrong. But now without further ado, Meg, do you want to help us kick off this extravaganza? Oh yes, wait, I added something and I didn't send it to you guys. So I'm going to read it for you, Patty. And okay, Chris, thank you. Kristen and Patty both have some amazing news. Uh, they are both nominees in this year's Goodreads Choice yes. Awards. The Yay! Secret Book of Flora Lee and The Paris Daughter are both up for Book of the Year in the historical fiction category. So hop on over to Goodreads and cast your votes now. The first right round now. of voting is open until this Sunday, November 26th. Can you vote every day? No, yeah. you can only vote, <laughs> vote once, once, which is terrible because it means you have to choose Patty or, or me. And that's I awful. Know. It's no, like see, a... I got Tom to um I got Tom to vote. <laughs> Okay. okay. Oh, that's what I'm gonna do. Good then. idea. I was trying to figure out. So I'll get Will to vote for one of you, and I'll vote. For you. Yeah, that's Her what I did. Solution. A couple people created said they made of... a second account. Yeah. Oh no! Don't don't do that. That's all nice. Very nice, everybody. But <laughs> you, you, you know what? And we were all talking about it, and I feel like 
even if we just get to the finals, like that is a, that's a huge win. So we would just, so just thank you for your support. We love you guys. And if you have a second to go over and vote for one of our books, we would really appreciate it. I think you're both going to win bathing suit and evening gown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gunning for Miss Congeniality. I'm trying to, you know. I'm not going to win for, for a talent unless it's writing. Cause that's not going to happen. All right. Well, let's get rolling. Um, I will start by saying that all four of our mystery guests tonight have appeared on our show before. Okay. We've got four absolute megastars in the book world and a super eclectic mix of authors joining us tonight. So all of this is evidence of just how varied all of our reading tastes are and a celebration of how over the past three plus years together, we as a community have all broadened our reading horizons. Yeah. There is just so much for all of us to be thankful for in that. So let's get started. Kristen Harmel, you are up first. Would you kindly introduce us to your mystery guest? I absolutely will. And I have the feeling you guys are going to know exactly who it is by the time I get to the third sentence. (laughs) So my guest is a number one New York Times bestseller and an Edgar Award winner narrows the field a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hilarious, warm, and so welcoming to her fans. She has repeatedly hosted hundreds of readers at her home for massive book club gatherings over the years. Some of you might know, but here's where Mm. I know you're going to know. A (laughs) blonde-haired, blue-eyed spitfire of Italian heritage. I know. (laughs) This person is known as much for her love of dogs, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bradley Cooper. (laughs) As for her writing, before Bradley Cooper and the Eagles. <laughs> if you don't know it yet, you haven't been listening. You um, haven't been on the show. You have I not know. been. You've not been watching the show. No. So her writing, of course, includes thirty-five, more than thirty-five contemporary and historical novels, and a weekly humor column penned with her daughter. So I know, ladies, you can all guess who our dear friend is. So shout it out. And then we will have Alan bring her on. Ladies, who is it? Lisa Natalie. Alan, please bring on my guest. Lisa! Lisa! You guys, I love you so much. You're so sweet. We love you. We love you so much. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. We are so thrilled that you're here. Yay. Yes, All right. I'm crying. Well, I have no estrogen and I'm crying over it. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> we cry all the time. So Exactly. <laughs> well, Lisa, I asked you to be my guest tonight for a few reasons. One is that when I needed you back in back in March when I did that big um that big uh breast cancer fundraiser, you stepped up in a, just such a big way for me. I I said Lisa, I need you. And you were there in a heartbeat with like the nicest words and the kindest gestures. And I appreciated that. Another is that I loved Loyalty. It was such a phenomenal book. Um, I loved it as much as I loved Eternal, which was my favorite book of the year a couple years ago. But most of all, I wanted to have you here to say thank you for being such a wonderful model of how to be unapologetically yourself, but to do so with tremendous grace and kindness. So, you know, one of the things about being a host on Friends in Fiction is that we get to meet other authors all the time. We get to pick their brains about their work. And I learn a lot of writing lessons, but you're a person that I've learned a lot about a lot from about how to move through life with grace and goodness. So thank you for being that kind of a model for me. <laughs> so Lisa, thank you. And that's why I invited you here tonight. I'm going to wing mine. And now I'm like, oh. I know. I was just like, top that, you guys. <laughs> we have to say nice things to our guests. Lovely. <laughs> that means so much to me. And I think it's so, it's so, it's so emblematic of you in this group. And really these times we live in, which starting from COVID when you started this thing and we can communicate with you so intimately and that you just keep it real. Like you are not from Philly, but you keep it real. <laughs> I, I love that about you, Chris. And it shows through, it shines through in all of your books and it shines through in your incredible initiative to do, to do everything and do everything you could for people with breast cancer. And it shines through with this group. I mean, it's just so lovely. And I, I just think this is a hard and difficult time, but this is the light that shines through the darkness. You know, that there is this warmth and this genuineness that I feel from all of you. And I just love you guys. I just love you. I, 
I'm very, very. I love you too. I'm we thankful you for you. Too. I'm thankful for your friendship. It's weird in our jobs, right? We get it so isolated. Yes. I'm so yeah. thankful for this connection. Kristen, well, when you told me you love my book before any turn, I was like, oh, just I can't. <laughs> well, I, I love your book so much. And Lisa, we are so happy to have you here with us tonight. But we wanted to ask you a few questions. And the first okay. is, could you tell us about some of the highlights from the publication of Loyalty this past year? Oh, my God, you're so. You know what the highlight is? that I cannot st stop thinking about Sicilian food. Oh, <laughs> literary. I'm trying to keep it real Tony for you, but honestly, Sicily is all about lemons. There was all the lemons and loyalty, and I now I'm crazy with the lemon curd, lemon bars, La Belle Lemon Cello on tomorrow. <laughs> I just, the flavors of that, just food, and the flavors of that cuisine in particular, and just the freshness of lemons and. Yeah. I know that's wacky. I should have some really good lemon cookies with the buck. I know. Yes, that's right. That's Let me tell you something. Those cookies are, you can get them online. I forget the name of the place. It's 800 calories a cookie. I don't think you can find a more fattening cookie than that friggin' cookie. It's unbelievable. That explains so much about my current situation. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. All 800 calories in a cookie. I was like, Oh my God! You can eat like a pizza, but it, but it's <laughs> I order them. You I say, keep in my freezer all the time. You say lemon cookie. I'm almost kidding myself. If I'm eating like a fruit salad, so I right, right, oh, exactly, exactly. And there was Sicilian bakery, and they're just amazing. So that's they're, they're that's really not good. a literary answer; it's just the truth. I love I it, love that. and that's what we love you for—the exactly. <laughs> Now is it my turn to ask her an yes, embarrassing question? Yes, my darling, we go back. Tee it up. <laughs> I know. I was going to ask her her favorite memory of me, but we both know. <laughs> we both sat beside a very famous, um, between a famous thriller writer. No, 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 no. Just starting, but I'm not going to tell that story. Oh, I geez. am going to say we'll get fired. <laughs> He did. We don't care. I still need this job. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> Lisa. I will tell you that, that what I love is that you are always so welcoming to people like me, you know, who talk too fast from Philly and go down to Atlanta. You are the hostess of Atlanta. And you were like, you want to have a sandwich? And I'm like, that would be so nice. Just think we're in this place next to the, we're having like the cheese, we're having like a cheese sandwich in a pink, a red plastic basket. <laughs> It was so like no frills and we just bitched for about an hour. And I was like, God, I love Kathy. I just love this. <laughs> love you back. Okay. Now let's seriously, let's yes. talk book stuff. We know you've got the truth coming in March. Tell us the truth about the truth. Oh, it's, it's a book coming out in March that I wrote called the truth about the Devlins. And it's kind of like what happened to the Bennett's. It's, it's a family Ooh. story and it's a murder mystery. And the tagline, which I thought of, is, uh, are they a family or a conspiracy? I love it. That's a great cover. <laughs> How much yeah, yeah it is a great cover. Do you have taglines for your books, or am I like the only dork? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yes. 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 And, then, yep. and they're like, they put it on the ad. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> I, I gave them a tagline, a little bit of a tagline for the for my upcoming summer book, but usually they do all that. Yeah. So what's the tagline? It's something about between the saints and the ain'ts. Oh, I like oh, that. I didn't girl, that. that's, that's good. good one. Yeah. Oh, I want some of that wine. <laughs> Can I go off script for my question? Sure. Yeah. Because I think that we need the Lisa Scottolini take on the Bradley Cooper, Gigi Hadid situation. Oh, <laughs> is he cheating on you, Lisa? What? This is news. I mean, <laughs> no, I have to tell you something funny. In, in, in one of my, in one of my Main Street Bluff books, one of the sisters says, no, 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 no. She's Gigi Hadid beautiful. And they all stop. They're like, that's the highest level that one can achieve. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm I'm in mourning because I, I, I felt that there was a window that I might have missed by about 30 years. <laughs> Maybe he might have missed that. This little bit. 
is how good I am, even though I'm divorced twice from thing one and thing two, that I just want him to be happy. I feel that I could show him a thing or two that that child would not know. <laughs> I was hoping he'd go for age appropriate. I only eat a half an hour. It's maybe 25 minutes. <laughs> I, I could get this done, is what I'm saying to you. But oh <laughs> what does she know about plot and character? What does she know about plot and what? What does she know about narrative arc? <laughs> arc May. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy okay. for you to say it. And that's um, the sign of true love is when you just want them to be happy. That's how I am. Yes. Goodness and light at but all times. <laughs> like, but how can he be happy without me? Like, I think that comes Obviously. into play too. Yes. Yet all right. So many all right. Have you steer this ship back on course? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. Good luck with that. Good luck because with that. Because I am the master ship metaphor. If people can Google the truth about the devilins, they cannot Google that. Okay. <laughs> so, exactly. What I want to know, Lisa, is yeah. whether you're going to continue to write historical and contemporary both. I think I am. And I think I might okay. even try blending them a little and doing different things. I don't oh, I don't awesome. even know yet. I'm going to start the next book after Thanksgiving and uh, try to, you know, I don't have the outline, as you know, so I'm going to try to figure out what I'm going to write about. Not a problem. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> start smoking and drinking. All right. Drinking. You're awesome, man. You are awesome. <laughs> Wait, I, wanna, I have one question for you. What does a vegetarian eat? Are you having tofurkey tomorrow, Lisa? Uh, no, we uh, actually we're going out to dinner because I'm tired. This first year, I said, you know what? We do not. We're just going out to dinner. So, so I get to fish and she gets whatever she wants. That's awesome. That's great. My baby girl is now 37. But yeah, <laughs> my son is 37. I will tell you secretly that I'm in New York because her apartment is next door. This is an Italian mother story. When the apartment next door to your daughter opens, you get it. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Lisa. You're awesome. I love you guys. We love, love you too, Lisa. Love you too. Happy Thanksgiving, Lisa. Don't you go anywhere. You stay oh, stay yeah. With us to the All right. So okay. we blow you kisses, but okay. stay. All right. Okay. So Patty is up next. I was so panicking because I couldn't find my script, but we're back. Oh, okay. 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 All right. <laughs> All Hi, right. Would you kindly introduce us to your mystery guest? Are you guys ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to see when, when, how quick you guess it. My <laughs> author guest is one of your favorites, like Lisa. She is, he, she, the she, author, <laughs> is a number one New York Times bestseller. This person has two dozen books under their belt, is a playwright, and has seen their work adapted for the screen, including a television series and three feature films with heroines as varied as midwives, witches, flight attendants, and Vegas showgirls. <laughs> you guys know, don't you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to see if our no, people- Until that moment, I wasn't sure. This yeah. author is a true chameleon. This avid cyclist lives in Vermont and is so humble that he claims to be the only the third most talented artist in their family of three. <laughs> he offered a gorgeous blurb for my last novel. We have both been B&M Book of the Month picks, and I am so excited about his newest book in March. Who wants to guess? Chris, Chris yeah. <laughs> Alan, could you bring on my mystery guest? Hi, all. Hi, Hi, and I thank all of you friends in fiction rocks. Hi, Lisa. Good to see you, too. <laughs> Thank you so much for all you do every Wednesday to celebrate what stories can mean to the soul. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's our new tagline. What yeah. stories mean to the soul. Use it. Go for it. I like it. <laughs> I like that. Well, welcome, Chris. I'm so grateful that you are joining us tonight. I asked you to be my guest. Well, because I adore you. And as I think right back, back at you. Oh. this past year, you were so generous to me and writing a blurb for The Secret Book of Flora Lee, but also you are just so generous to all authors. You are always tweeting about them and posting about them. You are just such a good literary citizen, and I'm a huge admirer of your writing, your intellect, and your kindness, and I'm thankful to call you friend. So well, Patty, I'm a huge Patty Callahan Henry friend as well, and you know I could have bought many, 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 many of Patty's books for <laughs> 
Yeah. I love the chatty library. Right back at you. I'm you know thrilled to be chatting with all of you. Love uh, we're so happy you're here. Okay. It has been such a quirk of fate, but for the last three trips to Hawaii to visit my daughter, it has been either when your newest novel or one of your advanced reader copies has come out, and this year was no different. I took The Princess of Las Vegas with me, and I could not put it down. Bravo, Chris. Thank it is you. so amazing, and it is such a page turner, and I didn't see the twist coming, which is my favorite thing. So can you tell us a little bit about the forthcoming novel and when it's hitting shelves? I can, but the first thing I have to say is going back to something Lisa said a moment ago, taglines on books. I've actually got the tagline for The Princess of Las Vegas on the cover. The princess is fake. The murders are real. That was your tagline? Like no, it's actually the tagline belongs to my brilliant editor, Jenny Jackson, who of uh, course also oh. wrote one of the big books of 2023, Pineapple Street. Yes, she it really did. helps to have an editor who's also a brilliant novelist. Um, so The Princess of Las Vegas. We've all been fascinated lately how my gender um, men are obsessed with Rome, in theory, and Likewise, um, women are obsessed with the royal family. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I'm the exception to that rule. I couldn't find Rome on a map if it weren't for Lisa Scodellini's books. <laughs> um, but I know everything about the royal family, and I'm obsessed, yes, with Diana. A lot of my books are putting two disparate elements together. And in this case, oh, it's real? Princess Diana and Las Vegas. The Princess of Las Vegas is um, a thriller about mm -hmm. a Princess Diana tribute show performer at the crappiest casino in Las Vegas. She is all they have going for them. And when her sister arrives from Vermont with her teenage daughter in tow, all of a sudden a body count begins to rise. And yep. my Diana impersonator's very precise impeccable Buckingham Palace-esque world begins to collapse. And she is so, like, she has her routine so down. And when her sister shows up and everything starts flipping upside down, you can almost feel it for her. Like, oh my God, no, 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 no. She finally had everything just right. And no, she didn't. You know, my daughter once said to me, before she was narrating one of my audiobooks and she was reading the, the script, she said, um, Dad, take this as a compliment because I mean it that way, but I think your sweet spot as a writer is seriously messed up young women. Oh, and, and she's right. Whether it's historical fiction or historical fiction or literary thrillers, um, damaged characters are my sweet spot. No. Well, I think that's pretty high praise. Okay, let's get back to Vegas. This past summer, you released the Amazon original Slot Machine Fever Dreams. What is it that has drawn you to Vegas in these two most recent works? And are these two stories connected? Great. Thank you, Mary Kay. Um, the stories are not related. Slot Machine Fever Dreams is a standalone short story about a bartender, a hitman, and obsession. And The Princess of Las Vegas is a family drama that just simply happens to have a Princess Dan impersonator and an increasingly high pile of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> and the first now, corpse is on page two. So it just keeps adding up. It's, okay. it's dry. I mean, one of the things about um, premium cable and streaming television is over the last 10 years, I believe it's changed how we read. We want more and we want it faster. We are all adrenaline junkies, whether it's the slow motion dread of Mad Men, The Sopranos, or The Wire, or the unbelievable violence, and I just love the show of something like The Americans. We want it all from page one. Yeah, and my, right. my books have changed that way over the last 10 years. And as my brother said to me, um, Actually, two years ago at Thanksgiving, you always, I always know it's one of my kid brother's books when someone gets whacked in the first two pages. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so Las Vegas, it's a great character. 
There's yeah. a reason why so many books, movies, um, going back to Bradley Cooper, Lisa, you know, your, your <laughs> non-secret crush in The Hangover. There's a reason why we love Las Vegas because it is just geographic, architectural, hot mess. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. <laughs> now, Chris, will you be embarking on a big book tour in 2024 for The Princess of Las Vegas? And if you are, can you tell us a little bit about that? I will be embarking on exactly a two-week book tour. Okay. Awesome. When I look at what some of you do, like, oh, my God, Patty, for your incredibly beautiful <laughs> new book this past year, I think you were on the road more days than you were home. Um. I don't do that. It was a lot. I try to do two-week book tours, and then I will do periodic appearances throughout the year, but really I try to compress as much as I can. The Princess goes on sale March 19th. We've not finalized the venues yet, but it's um, about 13 cities in 12 days in four time zones. And um, we will have great swag. We will, of course, have... Princess of Las Vegas playing cards. Oh, nice. We will have Lake Champlain chocolate poker chips. And of course, we may have the usual rock and roll book tour t-shirts, though not nearly as cool as any of the Taylor Swift era's tour merch. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool enough, Chris. It's cool enough. You should have one with your face on it like hers. I think that would be a good... Mm -hmm. That's right, and the t-shirt can. It's right. We'll bring the because there's nothing you want more in a bookstore like Malaprops when you've got 80 people wedged into a really small space in a bookstore than a t-shirt cannon. T-shirt cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that would raise it. the body counts. Yeah. I dare yeah. you. More, more corpses. Yeah. More inspiration. Well, speaking of inspiration, your stories have gone from mid-century witch hunts to modern day flight attendants to midwives and now to Las Vegas. How do you decide what to write next? Usually it has to be a couple of things. Two wildly disparate elements. Princess Diana, Las Vegas. But it also has to be a subject that I find so fascinating that I'm willing to be here in my library at six in the morning. If I'm not in this chair at six in the morning, that probably means that I don't care enough about the story. So certainly my readers won't. So I will abort mission. Ah. I've, I have stopped writing at least eight or nine books in the last 30 years because somewhere between 30 and 100 pages in, I was bored. Okay. That's what happens to me, Chris. I start. And if I don't feel the thing, I have about not as many as that, but I probably have six. One, I ended up turning into a short story that... Florence Nightingale one, but the oh, others are just sitting there at like page 70, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Scott Fitzgerald once wrote that you go through a lot of, you have to go drive to a lot of dead ends yeah. before you find your way to the end. Yeah, that's true. There is something that I read in the creative act yesterday and now I can't like properly quote it, but it was talking about that difference between like, you know, the idea of something that's like living in the universe and then getting it down onto the page and just like, how it's it's never as brilliant on the page as it is in your imagination. Yeah. Oh, I spend my life realizing that um, my talent is not commensurate with my vision. No, I don't think for any of us. (laughs) I won't speak for Lisa or Kristen or Christy or Mary Kay, but for me. Uh, all right all right well christy you're up next would you like to introduce us to your mystery guest oh i would love to i've been waiting i can't wait okay so we definitely have a theme here tonight you guys but my guest is also a number one new york times best-selling author which obviously doesn't narrow it down very much um but she is a former teacher a harvard graduate an avid hiker an amateur photographer and a good skier This person is a total sweetheart who calls her parents every day and says that she aspires to be the person her dogs think she is, which is a big hint for tonight. With one of her books made into a Hallmark movie and another option for adaptation into a series, my guest is a hugely successful romance novelist who has also mastered the genre of contemporary women's fiction with millions of copies in print. 
Can anyone guess who I've invited to join us from her gorgeous home in the Puget Sound? Oh, that narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I guess? Yes. Yeah. Do you guys not have a guess? Nope. Susan nope. Wiggs. Oh, yes. yes. Wiggs. Okay. That's right. All right, Alan. Get away. Bring her on. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi, everybody. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Oh, my gosh. We are so grateful that you are joining us tonight. We're so happy to have you here. And, okay, so I asked you to be my guest for a lot of reasons. Um, like, I think this is the theme of the evening, but you, like the other amazing authors on the screen, are so generous and so kind and so giving. And you wrote a beautiful blurb for the Summer of Songbirds this summer, which meant the world to me. But you're also just so darn funny and smart. And I just thought you would be the perfect person. And <laughs> you wrote a book about dogs for Christmas. I mean, I'm like, what? Oh, it's genius. It's just the best idea ever. <laughs> so we're so excited to have you. And, um, we thought we would start out just highlighting a, a little bit about a book that I absolutely loved, Welcome to Beachtown. So can you tell us a little bit about this past summer's publication? Yeah, you know, um, I was ready to go to the beach after writing a pretty serious um, book with lots of social issues set in, in Texas and California. And so... I was ready to hit the beach, and so when I wrote Welcome to Beach Town, um, I just wanted it to be a day at the beach, and it turned instead into a Susan Wiggs book. So there were more issues, but <laughs> <laughs> since it's a Susan Wiggs book, they all turned out well in the end, did they not? It's like they give you this cover, and it's like surfing, and then you read yeah. the book, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, to be honest, they're, they're actually um, redesigning the trade paperback cover. They want to kind of reflect a little more of the, the content if they can. And I haven't seen a thing yet. And as fellow authors, you know how you wait on pins and needles. It's oh, my God, what's my book going to look like? Yes. And no, so, that was one of I my know. favorite covers, like, ever, though. I loved that cover so much. It's I actually pretty. think I sent that in as one of my, like, what's a cover that you love? <laughs> yep. But, awesome. but the other book that I have out this year, um, the, the 12 Dogs of Christmas, is hands down the cutest cover I've ever had. Good Lord, that cute. thing is cute. I mean, oh, look at that. Look at that. It is oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Well, and I, I, I have a, I have a publishing story behind that one too. And it's, um, you'll all be familiar with this. They had some covers and they took them to the marketing department before I'd ever written a word. They, we decided, oh well, you know, Susan wants to write a Christmas book, and so the only they said we have one request: we want to have a dog on the cover. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. I hadn't even thought of what I was going to write. And they said because um, um, number one best-selling author Debbie Maycomber had a book with a dog on the cover, a Christmas book with a dog on the cover, and it sold really, really well. And I thought, hmm, it might be Debbie and not the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so I figured, well, how about her? How other how books have been such done. Yeah, so so I thought, well, how about? 12 dogs. It will take at least 12 dogs to equal one Debbie Maycomber dog. So. I love it. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. Now so I've got, go ahead, Susan. No, I was going to say that's, that's a rom-com. And so that one, that one really does not have the dark edges of, of um, some of the other things because I kind of had to reclaim my mojo. I'm not used to having two books a year. And so that one was a, it was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so like me, you you have this great 12 Dogs of Christmas. Now I'm really mad that my publisher's marketing department didn't suggest a dog on the cover. I mean, there's a dog in the story, but there's not a dog. I wanted a dog on my cover, and there is no dog. Very disappointed. Right, I'm going to speak to them about the paperback for next year. And definitely you out-dogged me, totally. <laughs> <laughs> tell us 
<laughs> Tell us about the 12 Dogs of Christmas, Susan. It's out now, um, and it's inspired by my two little rescue dogs that I rescued a couple of years ago because one of them came on a, a pet transport, and um, I wasn't that familiar with it, but I, I met the puppy on Zoom call in Texas, and they said, you know, we'll just ship him up to you on this pet transport, and it turns out there's a whole subculture because there are areas of the country where they have an abundance of dogs and up in my area, not so many adoptable dogs. And so um, I got to know the pet transport people because I was on pins and needles waiting to meet my puppy. And so um, it was inspired by that. And as you know, especially Mary Kay, the queen of Christmas, um, <laughs> there's only two Christmas stories. One is Scrooge and the other is um uh, the gift of the magi and so this one I, I had to have a scroogey character so she's escaping christmas so she volunteers to drive a van load of dogs to this very snowy um catskills mountain town and um you know hijinks ensue so it's a pretty simple story it's very fun um i'm excited to hear back from readers about it so thank you for oh, it's been so fun it's so great yeah i have a friend in savannah who drives um La, um, pet transports and you know Georgia you have so many people who don't have their dogs um, fixed that there's all these dogs and so they they take them up and they drop them in Lisa Scalini's driveway usually <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'm going to keep that in mind a rescue from Texas there you go, Chris. Oh, that's nice Okay, Susan, after publishing two books in 2023, I can't even imagine what can readers expect from you in 2024? Besides a nap. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm doing actually a, a freakishly serious book for me. Um, and so it won't be ready until 2025 because there's a lot of research involved and a lot of um, it's just a it's just a bigger book, and so um, no new book in 2024. But in 2025, look for a book called Wayward Girl, and it's about um, a Magdalene Laundry. If you don't know what that is, um, I know what that is. Yeah, you, we probably know what it is. But in Buffalo, New York, in 1968, oh. actually, it actually was one of the worst ones in the world. There was a huge one. Lisa, there was one in Philadelphia, one of the most notorious ones. Really? And yep. we don't hear much about it, but um, yep. So I'm 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 going wayward a little bit for 2025. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Susan, it, it's so interesting that you write such different kinds of books. I mean, I mean, Lisa, Chris, you you all do this. For you, Susan, is there a different writing process when you're writing something lighter like the Christmas book, or something that requires much more research and depth? No, other than the research and, you know, doing a lot more um, talking to people and interviewing and so on, um, the task is always the same. You know, I do that long walk from the couch to the computer every morning and just humiliate myself for the next six or eight hours and then go have a cocktail. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> Hilarious. And true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But one of my favorite things about being a writer is the is is the writing community. So thank you again for having me. And I'm I'm on pins and needles waiting for the next announcement. Me too. Oh, me too. I can't wait to see who it is. All right, Mary Kay, you're up. So what mystery guest do you have waiting in the wings for us? Well, have we saved the best for last? I mean, no. 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 Uh, excuse me. Of course not. That is not for me to say. That is not for me to say. But I do have a doozy for a guest tonight. She's a cat lover with a secluded mountain cabin. First of all, I would never go to a secluded mountain cabin with this woman. <laughs> I think I already know who it is. Now I know who it is. Of course you do. She once got in trouble at school for taping Marilyn Monroe's autopsy photos onto her lunchbox. Yeah, as you do. Yes. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, on past friends and fiction shows, she's dropped F-bombs, spoken in pirate lingo, worn a Viking hat, and doctored up fake covers, obscene fake covers for my books. 
a major New York Times bestseller with more than 40 million books in print. She's had a number one Netflix series plus a current hit ABC series based on her wildly successful thrillers. Um, I'm pretty sure you can't guess. If you couldn't guess the identity of my fellow ATL homegirl, now you can because, <laughs> you know, we can't have her on without headgear. That is true. That is that headgear is something else. I'm just you know what you know. I can't believe that it wasn't just like obvious to me right off the bat. I didn't even. It didn't even. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about who you would be inviting, but I mean, now we know. Yes. Oh, who no, who else no. could it have possibly been? Alan, please bring on my mystery guest. Hi, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. And she gave me that nice intro. What's up, <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's funny you mentioned my um, lunchbox. I actually have it. Of course oh, you do. You do? Yeah. Let's see it. I have it. Yeah, it's over here. Um, it was. Remember when the Happy Meals came in like actual boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness! There she is. There she is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't like really punish me for doing this, but I did get in trouble for using the copier at school. <laughs> okay. So. All right. There you go. That's legit. Oh, no. oh yeah. my goodness! Oh. I thought it was like a statement on like everything beautiful dies. Which is such a thing to do when you're in elementary school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Karen. Such a lucky kid. Yeah, <laughs> I get concerned. Thanks I'm for okay. joining us tonight. I personally yeah, am to, grateful. I'm grateful for the, the headgear and for our friendship. Yeah. Mine's a little flaccid. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, you've started me. Bring back some memories for some of us. <laughs> I don't know. You've shown me such great kindness. I'm glad to have you in my corner professionally and personally and especially for our lunches. And now we have a few questions for you. Are you ready? I guess. Okay. <laughs> I get to ask the first one. After that Very night, hard to take y'all seriously. Maybe we I just know. shouldn't take you seriously. No. Why would you take us seriously? Okay. <laughs> It's not necessary at all. <laughs> After that night, which is the 11th, Will Trent, it hits shelves this summer. What? Oh, it did hit shelves this summer, and I read it, too. Yeah. What are some highlights? <laughs> You're on my, like, debut event for my tour, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to hit shelves. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's going to hit your head. What were some of the highlights of that publication? I mean, besides me writing in a limo with you to Woodstock, what else was was we great? We had sandwiches. That? Well, you know, as an Italian American, it was the lemon bars that really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Las Vegas uh, to do my research. Um, and you know, I do, I don't want to complain, but I was told there would be like a Christmas book knife fight. Um, <laughs> it's the only reason I said yes. Um, and I don't really remember the question, but after that night is a fantastic book. Um, everybody should read it. It's Sarah Linton and Betty, obviously. Um, and uh, it's about uh, 450 pages. Okay. Awesome. Now talk to us about, is Will Trent back in um, production? Yes, the ABC series. They are. They just went back into production. Oh, um, the strikes are over. We got some really great um, some stuff for writers and for actors and everybody. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. The first episode will be February twentieth, I believe. Oh, great! Uh, he yes. has a dog on the cover. Yeah, they they obviously yes. got the Debbie McCumber uh, memo, right? When I met Debbie, she's lovely. But when I met her many years ago, she's like, you've got to get on my Christmas card list. Everybody wants to be on my Christmas card list. I'm like, yes, I dream of this. <laughs> and so I'm on her Christmas card list. And every year she sends me a Christmas card list to Clarice Slaughter. 
Animals, you do. But she's making the like the silence of the lamb thing. Um, it's so much fun. Don't anybody tell her this is just between us. Oh my god, it's so funny. I could. But uh, I love it. I love it. And it's always like these beautiful little cards, too. Oh, she sends, and she sends treats, too. But you must not she be does. on the A-list. No treats. She's like, Clarice Slaughter, where did I meet this bitch? You know? <laughs> Obviously, you're, you're not on the A-list. Yeah, yeah. And not wrong, by the way. Best letter, you know? I'm always like, gosh, I should do that one year, and then I never do. Yeah. <laughs> I love She's clearly terrified of you. You know, for years we got a letter um, from the people who lived in the house before us. And it was like, I mean, every year. And we never told them because it was, they were leading such fascinating lives. And we're like, oh, little Paul got married. You know, we followed <laughs> them. So I love those letters. Um, I know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I just never write them. So yeah. I love reading them. I love it. All right. I, used, I used to do it and then. I started writing Christmas books and my life went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> As Christmas books will do to you. For sure. Oh my God. All right, Karen. I've read that The Good Daughter and False Witness are also in development for a TV yes. and film. Yes? No? Yes? Yes, they are in development. Um, but I cannot tell you anything because um, obviously the strikes uh, paused everything and we're picking yep. back up. So hopefully we'll have... I mean, basically, nobody works uh, from now until January, except for no, two weeks in between the holidays. Must be nice. I'm writing a whole freaking book, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so hopefully we'll know something um, in January. But, you know, and we're going to keep our eyes out. We're excited. Yeah. These things crap out a lot, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Good awesome. You. Okay. So, Karen, can you tell us a little bit about your Save the Libraries project? Yes. Um, mostly I support, uh, the Decatur, uh, DeKalb library system now. Um, but initially we would do fundraisers and, um, just a bunch of authors would go to a, a library system and help raise money. Uh, but we figured out that fundraisers at libraries, basically they cost as much as, uh, they raise in general. So they're like, wow, we've got a thousand dollars, uh, but we spent 20. Um, so <laughs> I thought, well, let's just give them money. So that's what we do now. Um, and I, I love my, my DeKalb library system is amazing. Uh, they do wonderful things. I don't really like children, as you know. I just think they're really boring. Um, <laughs> libraries are good for them because it, it makes them um, smarter so that they can hopefully get a better job and pay higher taxes and stop being freeloaders. <laughs> Um, so, you know, this is my way of investing. Um, and you know, the, it, if, if they do go to the library I support, then obviously they have to be, um, buy all my books. Um, but if you want to help a library, help your local library, if your local library is doing well, I guarantee you in the town next door, that system is not doing as well. So help them. Yeah. And the other important thing to think about with supporting public libraries is, I think they are not as um, subject to um, book banning as schools are. So yeah. the thing I think about is if, if, you're, if the school system is banning books, hopefully kids can go to the public library and get the books some people don't want them to have their hands on. Yeah. yeah and, you know, also, if you don't want your kid to get books at the library, don't drive them there. Um <laughs> Because children also cannot drive. Another reason they're very boring. Their lives are so alert. Um, but you could just not drive your kid there or give them any money or let them go online. And in your your world will be fine. And the rest of us can read VC Andrews like normal kids. <laughs> Fair enough. Karen, what is coming out next year from you from you? What's what's your next book? Can you tell us about that? It's another Will and Sarah, and I'm not allowed to say the title because that's gonna be like, woo, this is a title. Please order it. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun writing it. Uh and there's um a murder and uh Shocking. some sex and, and and chihuahuas. So it just all the things I'm known for. That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. 
Fantastic. All right, guys, it's time for a lightning round. Um, all eight of you rock stars need to chime in with your responses to these questions. Um, oh, I, I love that graphic. Yeah, <laughs> very good. That's awesome. That's really testing the my uh, the limits of my. Uh, graphic oh, fine. Abilities. You took all right. You took your hat off. I'm taking off mine oh, too. She yeah, but she, she has a beard. Now, though. If you're gonna have your hair, I'm gonna have mine. <laughs> All right, well then I'll fix you. I'll just put on my <laughs> your pillbox. Oh wow! Great. have all these props at arm's length. Like, oh well, here's my Marilyn Monroe. I, I can play. There you go. Are you oh, kidding me? Don't wait. Another props. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. right. Get some more. We are going to aim to keep the, the answers in the lightning round a little bit brief because, as we can see, our Thanksgiving table. It's already has, gone off the rails. Yeah. Has, yeah. It has gotten crowded. <laughs> and we definitely need to get everyone uh, safely home over the river and through the woods. That's why I have saved all the talk about politics and religion until the end here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so just a few sweet questions as we head into the holidays. Let's go in order, Karen, like clockwise, right? Karen, MKA, Patty. Uh, your favorite right. read from 2023? Um, just one? Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Okay. Um, this is not the, the jacket they decided on. Um, this is our, our lunch buddy, uh, Mary Kay. Yes. Uh, Deneen Milner, she's amazing. One Blood, so fantastic. Just a riveting story. She's a number one New York Times bestseller. She um, co-writes with a lot of people, um, but it's it's really really fantastic. She's a wonderful writer, and her her prose is like breathing. It's just so natural. Um, so highly recommend. Yeah, I love that. MKA, what about you? Um, I had so many, but I was thinking about um, um, Julia Whalen's Thank You for Listening. I really ah, love that book. Love that. Um, of course, everybody's books on here that we've talked about and praised yes. all yes. year. Yeah. Um, but I loved Homecoming by Kate Morton. Ooh. All right, Christy. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm picking someone not on the screen here, because obviously... I loved all of your books. Um, I loved uh, Museum of Failures by Thirty Emmergar. We had Ooh. on the show and yep. read for my book club this month. That was, awesome. that was a good one. Kristen. Um, I, I'm going to cop out and say, sorry, I'm going to have to say MKA's Peaches and at Christie's books this year. And I will tell you why. It's not because they're on the screen and I have to say that. It's because it's one of the beautiful things I think about Friends in Fiction is that we get to get the inside Aww. sense of who everybody is, right? Like that's what we do every week. We have people on, we kind of dig into their souls a little bit, it, not in a non-creepy way. Um, but you, you like, I feel like once you know the person, the books mean that much more to you. And these three human beings have been like my... I, you're just you're just everything and um and so your books meant so much to me because i could feel the three of you in in every every word of those books which was beautiful to me oh, awesome. well now i feel bad about my answer <laughs> <laughs> that's why i apologized i'm like i know this is a cop out answer <laughs> Sorry. that's funny susan wiggs a favorite read my favorite read is, um, it's an unusual pick for me because it's nonfiction. Um, I love Storyteller by who? Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. It, it was amazing. And, and you know what it made me want? It made me want a parenting book to be written by his mother. Oh, that's was awesome. so instrumental in his life. I, I loved it. Loved it. And, um, I liked it so much that I listened to it on audio after I read it. Oh, that's oh wow. Awesome. I listened to yeah. it too. I loved it. Chris. Storyteller. Okay, Chris, you're up. Okay, I'm going to violate all the rules. Present company accepted. I'm not going to say any of your books, which I love, but okay. Books that I loved that are not on the screen. <laughs> I listened to the audio of Nathan Hill's Wellness. Ooh. And I was weeping. We are talking serious, drunk in the bathtub eyes. 
as I'm in the woods with my dog as the book is ending. Wellness, it's great. My oh favorite my nonfiction. I haven't heard about it. I can't wait I'm, now. That's, oh, okay. it's so okay. My favorite nonfiction: Claire Detterer's Monsters. How do we appreciate the art and make sense of Doris Lessing, Picasso, Michael Jackson, Woody Allen when we know what beasts they very likely were? Other books that I just loved: Yellowface, oh. Inside Baseball about publishing and rich with dread. All the Sizzle Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Great mystery thriller. Awesome. We got a good list going. Yeah. Sure do. Mm -hmm. All right, Lisa. Present Company, because I love The Paris Daughter. That was my favorite oh. book of the year. Um, I'm going to tell you the Barbara Streisand book is unbelievably wonderful. Oh, good. I want to read it. book person, too. I get it in the book and the audiobook to listen to her voice. But I have to tell you, it's so empowering just to hear the hardship she went through, an abusive mother, but she always found the strength within her and she becomes this incredible Barbara Streisand. And you can just walk around and have this great accent and beautiful tone. And the story just makes me feel so strong. And, you know, it's just uplifting for the new year. So I loved it. I'm loving it. Oh, it's great. Awesome. awesome. Really great. That might be my next listen. Yeah. You'll love yeah. it. Ooh. Um. All right, plans for the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, Karen, don't worry about what your answer is going to be. Reservations. <laughs> Reservations, that's a good one. That's right. Um, I'm making my sister cook for me, but then I have to work because um, I'm working on my next book. Unlike some, some people on here, I can't just sit around. Um, <laughs> but but since Chris cheated, Chris cheated, and I uh, gave like a long list of books. This sort of is like in the same thing because it's about leftovers, not not the same thing because it's sad. But I just finished like a uh, Gene Quack's The Leftover Woman. Oh yeah, you know? that was really good. Fantastic, yeah, 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 yeah. She'd be great to have on. Uh, we did have her. We, we had her yeah, a couple weeks ago. She was, right. was amazing. She's yep. so good. Yeah. Like her a lot. Yeah. All right, we MKA. I know what your plans are for Thanksgiving. Yeah, my plans are to cook dinner for 20 people. Wow. Awesome. Oh, my God. I'm right down the street, man. <laughs> yep. Ditto. My plans are to cook with help for 15 people. We have the Henry plan here. So all at my house. Christy. I have both families here. And so all the noise in the background of the show is coming from the downstairs of my house. So apologies for that. Um, I am not cooking, but for grocery is cooking, but I am tablescaping, <laughs> as one of my friends said, which is obviously the difficult part. <laughs> I could never make my table look the way you make your <laughs> It's amazing. I, I will be cooking, but the people at my table will be lucky if I can scrounge up like some semblance of like matching napkins or something. I, I am not the tablescaping type, but I will be cooking the meal. <laughs> nice. Susan? Um, I am actually doing my Thanksgiving plan. We, we dashed across from uh, Bainbridge Island to, uh, where did I go? Forest City, Iowa, to pick up a camper that Jerry had ordered. And so we're driving it back this week. So I'll probably be at a truck stop in, in Sturgis. Or something. Oh, oh my God. I love it. That's and I'm going to be so happy doing that. Okay, who is calling dibs on the title? Truck stop Thanksgiving. There you go. There you go. Get it bold in the cover, though. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, watch watch me on Instagram. I've been posting some crazy pictures. So <laughs> that's crazy. How about you, Chris? Okay, Mary Kay, you were wondering about what does a vegetarian do for Thanksgiving? Well. We are all vegetarians, so it is all about the sides. It is carbohydrate heaven. Mac and cheese, <laughs> stuffing, more mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, still more mac and cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. And Lisa, you said reservations. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm starting with that Cosmo. Everything comes after that. Kettle one, a nice and cold. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's round it out with everybody saying. Wait, Meg, what are that. you doing? Oh, I'm cooking for yeah. 11 people. 
amazing. And what was your favorite book of the year? You know, uh, it's coming in hot as the last book I'm reading, but it's Demon Copperhead, you guys. Oh, oh wow. Oh, yeah. It is really good. I mean, I know this is a newsflash because it's hardly got any attention. But... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of that book. Yeah. It uh, reminds me of something else. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Um, yeah. So uh, let's round it out with everybody saying something that you're thankful for, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, I don't want to go. Karen, I don't, <laughs> you worry me. I'm going to start with me, yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful we're all alive. I'm just yeah, saying that right out there. Yeah. It's yeah. been really hard. Um, yeah. We all write about traumatic events. I'm assuming yeah. Christmas books are very traumatic. I, I haven't read any, especially. <laughs> um, but... I mean, Jesus Christ, it's been so horrible. It's been horrible. <laughs> Since the beginning of the, like the pandemic, we've all suffered. Everybody's in every single person in the world has suffered a horrible trauma of getting through. And we've had horrible losses of people and the insanity. And, you know, a lot of that is because of the trauma that we've experienced. So I'm just grateful that we're all alive. I wish my back felt better, but you know, in the scheme of things, it's wonderful that we're all here. Yeah. Even yeah. Happy. Amen. Yeah. Okay. I'm thankful for family. Yeah. I am thankful God, for so much this year, just being, I was on the road for a long time and I'm thankful for readers and this community and Chris Bajalian holding up my book. And, <laughs> and but in the in the end, it comes down to people we love who love us back. Yeah. We are the, as I say, the luckiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't really even add to that. I think um, just thankful for family and this community and. The fact that we all get to do what we love as a yes. job because of, you know, these amazing readers and each other. It's such a generous place to reside. And I'm really grateful to get to be a little TV part of it. That was really well I put. Agree. I agree with all of that. And really, above all, I'm I'm so grateful for Bradley Cooper. So <laughs> <laughs> Just that he's around in the air and he lives in New York and I am in New York today and I walked around amazingly, I didn't see him, but I'm just grateful that he breathes oxygen as I do. Okay, um Karen, I want to follow up on something Karen said that was I mean, when Karen was talking about the pandemic and how traumatized we all are. I think we are in the midst of a great literary renaissance. Just Mm. as the Roaring Twenties followed the influenza pandemic, and we had Fitzgerald, Faulkner, Marjorie Kinnon Rawlings. I mean, it's a very, very long list. Gertrude Stein, Hemingway. Um, I'm feeling that post-pandemic, I have read more magnificent books in 2023 than in any year I've been on this planet. And I've been on this planet a lot of years. (laughs) And most of these were books written in 2020 and 2021 when we were all convinced we were absolutely and completely fucked but what came from that is really really good books yeah good point that's great i love that very well put susan um i'll be a little more prosaic i'm thankful for um highway rest stops (laughs) (laughs) national parks and a good book and a warm husband to curl up with in the new camper. Well, this has been so much fun, you guys. Wait, this Kristen and Meg, you didn't tell yours. Yeah. Oh, Kristen. <laughs> um, so uh, I am thankful for the support of all of you guys as I went through a really difficult time yes. earlier this year. I am thankful for the fact that medical science um, has allowed me to still be around. I'm thankful for radiation and chemotherapy, but I am also thankful that I am no longer in radiation therapy and chemotherapy. So Amen. I'm glad I'm glad to have gone through it, but glad it's behind me. And I'm glad and very thankful for all your support. Thank you. 
thankful for that too. We love you, well, Kristen. I love I, you guys too. Looking you. back on this year, I, I at the beginning of at the beginning of 2023, I said this was the year of adventure for me. We were saying yes to a million things. We took a million amazing trips. I feel like I was never home. And so I'm thankful looking back for just being able-bodied and being able to do all of that. And yeah. I'm not sure I want another year, another year like it right quick. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, without our health, we, we don't have much. So um, I'm yep. thankful for being healthy and able to do it. Um, wow. What a night. This I know. Been. How fun. Yeah. What an absolutely wonderful and night. Lisa and Karen and Thank Susan. We can't thank you enough for agreeing to take part in this little adventure. We are so grateful you took the time out of your busy schedules to join us. This has been over the top amazing. So I hope you all have the best Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks all and happy Thanksgiving, all of you watching. And I'm really sorry that I accidentally dropped an F-bomb. My bad. No, no stop. That's what this show's all about. Oh, wow. You were supposed to do that? Do you know what the saddest part is? I didn't notice. Blame it, blame it on the Negroni. It's not me. I like it. Yeah. Oh, I Karen, love Negronis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> before we sign off, I just want to remind everybody out there to head over to friendsandfiction.com and learn more about our podcast and sign up for our newsletter. And don't forget, you can find all of our back episodes on YouTube. We will be back next week with Ariel Lahan to discuss her new book, The Frozen River. I know that Peach read it and loved it, and uh, we really can't wait to have her on. Um, so thanks for being with us, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you happy again. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Good night, Thank you. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.